0: Hello, welcome to Wellbeing. I'm Graham Wilson. New research has revealed that older Australians who are caring for ageing parents, supporting adult children, looking after grandchildren, and possibly still working full time, are not looking after their own health. The Macular Disease Foundation has released these findings, and the CEO of that organisation, Julie Herity joins us for Wellbeing today to tell us why this trend amongst these older Australians is so alarming. Julie, thanks for joining us again.
1: Thank you, Graham.
0: First of all, describe this age group.
1: Well, this survey was undertaken, this research um, between for age groups fifty to sixty-four year olds, right. and we wanted to know, just as you described, we wanted to know um, how many were caring. For older older parents or children, grandchildren, and seventy percent of that age group are that's two and a half million people. Yes, so that's a huge group of people out there caring every day, as you said, whether they're working, whether they're retired, whether they're part time weekly care, and then we ask them, well you know, does it have a a negative or adverse effect on your health? And people want to do it, they're doing it lovingly and committed to it, but does it impact your health? And yes, 50% said yes. Over half said it does have an adverse impact on my health. And of great concern was then that only 6%, this tiny little group said that an eye disease check was a top health priority. Now, you need your vision to drive elderly parents to doctor's appointments, to go and mow their lawn, to do the gardening, to read a book to grandchildren and to pick up from daycare. I'm sure many of your listeners are relating to what I'm talking about. I know I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, as you get older, you want to help your children and you want to help your age parents. And it's a busy life. But somehow are neglecting their own health and I think it's just that I'll do it tomorrow, next week I've got to go and make an appointment for mum and dad's health check Um, I'll do mine next week
0: Exactly, well people get so busy I mean, like you say they're doing this out of love they want to care for their parents they want to care for their children having the grandchildren part of your life that's so rewarding and yet so time consuming you know, so many grandparents will say oh, I'm glad they're not mine I'm glad I love them but it's nice I can (laughs) hand them back
1: Relate to that mm. yes. <laughs> we love them but but you know it it is quite an interest and part of this study just an interesting fact was that with the adverse effect for caring for aged parents, it was an emotion, their emotional well-being was mostly where that adverse impact was. And when it was grandchildren, it was physical. And my thoughts around that are that, I don't know if you ever try to lift a 15-kilo child out of a cot these days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the physical impact but with aged parents um you know you're watching perhaps some deterioration um you know they're your parents that uh, they've been one way for a long time and now there's you know they may be you know deteriorating very quickly and so that has an impact i think on people's emotional well-being and put all this together and it's really thinking about others And not thinking about yourself.
0: There's uh, a message that you have on practically every flight, every commercial flight that you go on, where they talk about if a mask pops down, put your own mask on, look after yourself before you help others, because you're not going to be able to help others if you're not in a fit state, you know, if you're gasping
1: for air yourself. That's a great analogy, Graham. I haven't thought about that. You're absolutely right. You care for yourself because. You so want to be able to care for those that you love and committed to.
0: Was this uh, research done specifically for the Macular Disease Foundation or is it something that you've um, tapped into?
1: No, we undertook this research, okay. um, National Galaxy Poll, and uh, we, wanted to, we just had this sense, you know, I guess from the people that we talk to from our own real-life experiences, it's, it's just for about every chronic disease. You, know, you tend to be putting some things off, but some things are a little bit easier than others. Like you're going to go to your doctor and get a script, oh, I'll have my pap me while I'm there. You know, But the optometrist, you're going to have to make that time, which is very short time, 30 minutes out of your life, really, um, to have the eye test and the macular check. So it's just that little extra, write down on the notepad, ring optometrists, have an eye test today.
0: It's not uncomfortable, is it? I mean, for people who haven't had it done, they might think, oh, this is a bit invasive. But, you know, your eyes could be a little bit sensitive to light for a half hour or so afterwards. You know, you just might see things a little brighter than you did before because if they're putting eye drops and things like that.
1: Today, Graham, the technology we have when they're looking at the back of the eye, because that's, what, that's where macular degeneration is. It's in the back of the eye, not the front of the eye. The technology we call them OCT machines, retinal cameras, they can look there and take a photograph these days without virtually no invasive um, requirements whatsoever and see immediately the very early signs of macular degeneration because you can have them without knowing because they're at the back of the eye then they can see any other more serious forms, such as the dry or a wet what we call a wet bleed which we'll talk about in a moment at the back of the eye so so it's simple it's painless it's easy to go and have that eye test. But of course, um, with sudden changes in vision, you need to get to an ophthalmologist very quickly.
0: In order to highlight why this is so important to get there quickly, just explain what macular degeneration is. What's going on in the eye?
1: Okay, so you can imagine it like an old-fashioned camera. The front of the eye, you know, you had the the lens that you you turned and you got everything into focus. That's your glasses at the front. That's why they give you glasses, to get that focus. And the light shines through the front of the eye and it goes to the back of the eye on this very light-sensitive tissue called the retina. And that's like the the film in the old-fashioned camera. Remember, if you took the film out or you smudged it or it, it actually did things to the photograph and that retina that light sensitive tissue this is where everything happens and the macula is right in the center of that retina now that's why macular degeneration affects central vision because it's the macula right in the center of that retina. And there's layers in this retina, and this is where all these blood vessels are, and this is where they can grow very quickly and impact your sight, and then that's when you have certain symptoms. So there's, it is a a disease, it's a chronic disease, can have the early signs without knowing at the back of the eye and affects central vision which is responsible for your ability to read to drive to see faces clearly all the things we need as a carer and for everybody in normal day life
0: the two types the dry i believe develops more slowly than the wet kind what's the difference essentially Mm -hmm.
1: The dry goes very slowly and progresses to vision loss. And a lot of people in old, very older age group get the dry, a uh, vision loss from the dry. Um, we do not have a treatment for dry. Diet and lifestyle um, is very important and underpins both dry and wet because that can slow the progression down and also it's very good for risk reduction. But for dry, we do not have any treatment and that's why we really need investment in research to find some treatment for dry. Now, the wet form... Is dramatic, it's quick and it can happen overnight and this is where those blood vessels at the back of the eye they grow very quickly and they push on that retina and right in the center of the vision and what you get because those blood vessels grow quickly and push on that retina you get distortion like straight lines appear wavy or bent, a dark blotch somewhere in the center of your vision or an empty space Um, distinguishing face suddenly becomes a bit difficult or difficulty with reading or other activities that require very fine vision. Suddenly you just can't get that thread through the needle and yet you could do it yesterday and it's absolutely a kind of blur in that area. But the main symptoms from that are distortion and the dark patch or empty space. Now, many people say they just got it Straight away, You know, they were out on the golf course and the flagpole was bent slightly. Mm. Or they looked around and the Venetian blinds were a bit wonky. And so many people say to me, Graham, oh, I thought, oh, well, it's just my glasses or something. I'll get that checked in a couple of months when I go back to the optometrist or I'll talk to the doc next time I get my script. The thing with wet macular degeneration is this we have very effective treatment it has been a revolution in the way we can save sight but there's a window of opportunity to maximize that and it's about a week so if you have any of those symptoms what's so important is to get to an ophthalmologist quickly via your optom it's probably the best or via your GP, but you need to be able to say, I need to see an ophthalmologist now because the sooner that um, early detection occurs and treatment occurs, we can save sight. And many of your listeners will know what I'm talking about because um, so many people have wet AMD, macular degeneration, and it's it's an injection in the eye. And it, many people tell me, well, it sounds awful. It's over very quickly and it is painless and it works. And, but it is an ongoing treatment for, for most people's lives. Um, yes, so very important early detection.
0: Now, if uh, if somebody senses this, one man told me he was in the shower, and you know how showers often are tiled, and he said you would expect the tiles to to have all straight lines between them. Well, they started curving. This was his first symptom. He thought that was very weird. Now, he should react to that immediately. Are optometrists keyed up to, to get people very quick treatment for this? I mean, I'm talking about waiting lists here. You want emergency treatment, don't you?
1: Yes. And that's a good word. It's it's an emergency, and and the tiles is a very good example. Um, it's an emergency. Yes, uh, tom's are geared up, but part of our education is also to. Talk the talk to people, so they say this this could be wet macular degeneration. But optoms should be quick off the mark to refer straight away. Now, ophthalmologists are geared up very well. Retina specialists and ops in country areas where there's no retina specialist will be an ophthalmologist, most probably. They're geared up to take people in quickly. They know immediately that this is a medical emergency. So. Um, between the optom, a GP, um, the ophthalmologist and your listeners saying, this is really important, I won't take no for an answer, I need to see now, Um, we should get very effective and timely treatment. Um, One thing I'd like to mention is that Sometimes when there's um, a change in vision, the brain plays tricks on us and makes up some of the lost image. So where there might be a bit of a black blotch, the brain can actually fill in the spaces because it's very clever. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we really encourage people to do in between visits to their eye care professional is to use an AMSLA grid, which is available free from the foundation. Um, and it's magnetized and it goes on the fridge and it's just a square it's got a grid on it and a dot in the middle and you leave your reading glasses on stand about normal reading distance and you just put one hand over one eye and you test that the lines are straight and there's no black blotches or empty spaces and then you do the same with the other eye. Now what happens is the brain's tricked because all of a sudden it it can't make up the image because we've blocked one side. And so many people, especially those um, having injections, but many people have told me, you know, I didn't notice that there was anything wrong. And then I I put the hand over one eye and then I reversed it and did the other. And suddenly there was some distortion. So this is a really important for people having injections in between those injections because there can be some bleed at the back of the eye and the brain just clicks into action and, and actually makes up the, the gaps in your vision.
0: Okay, this grid, um, you can get it off the website, mdfoundation.com.au. That's mdfoundation.com.au. Can you just spell it? What sort of grid it is again? It's
1: an AMS2 grid, capital A-M-S-L-E-R, Um, It is preferable to actually get one from the foundation because printing them off sometimes it's not... People print them off the wrong size, and ours is cardboard and magnetised. And we can also send a free this is all free—a free information kit, and um, then they can just pop it on the fridge, magnetised. Why I like that, Graham, is that you go to get your cup of tea, and it just is there, reminding you. So yes. every couple of days, just as you put the milk in and you're going to put it back, you go, mm, "I'll just do my little test." Before I drink my cup of tea.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, you've mentioned before when we've spoken how your patron, Ida Buttrose, is a staunch supporter of the Macular Disease Foundation because her father lost his sight later in life due to macular degeneration and she saw how that completely changed his life, which is why she raises awareness of macular disease. It's such a priority for her. But uh, interestingly, her uncle in his 90s, who also has macular disease, has that under control.
1: Yes, I think um, he had his 100th injection the other day, and at 92, injection in the eye to save his sight. So he has wet macular degeneration. He was driving along, and suddenly the lines in the middle of the road um, began to become distorted. And that was the first indication he had that something was wrong. And he rang Ita. And Ita said, You need to get yourself up to an ophthalmologist immediately because she knew she knew about it and um, his sight has been saved and he's been continuing to drive, to you know, play golf, do all the things that he wants to do for quality of life and independence. Wonderful. So mm, very, very important.
0: Now, another of your ambassadors is the well-known Australian performer, writer, she's a comedian, Jean Kitson. What's her story?
1: Jean's mother has macular degeneration and um, she is legally blind and it has been, you know, she's an absolutely lovely woman, Elaine, and Jean's story is really about the care, the story we started off with, how busy you can become, and you've got the demands of caring for someone who has macular degeneration, and also she has, you know, um, adult children, but, you know, together that's she wants to tell that story about how important it is if you have someone in your direct family with this disease that you have a fifty percent chance of getting it, so you need to have your eyes tested and back to our original research because she wants to be able to continue to care for her mother and help her wherever she can so Jean has been an amazing ambassador for us in terms of the story of um, genetics, just as Iter is. You know, it's in my family, therefore I must have my eyes tested. And secondly, as a carer, to say, take care of yourself so you can continue to look after others. Your eye health is precious.
0: Now, we don't know what causes macular degeneration, do we?
1: No, there's a, there's a numerous areas that, that they look at, inflammation, etc. But we know three things. We know age is a risk factor. We know as you get older, over 50s, we start to say you're in the risk area for just about everything, I think. And then um, as it climbs up in age, the risk gets higher. So most people who lose vision loss from this disease do so, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s. 90s, and we're all living longer. The second thing, Graham, is smoking. If you smoke, you've got three to four times the risk of developing this disease. Smoking causes blindness. And the third thing is the genetics. 70% of all cases have that genetic component. So really what we've got to do is be very aware of those things. The only modifiable factor is smoking, but to be aware of our family history and to be aware of um, our age. And I guess that's where, when you ask we don't know, that's where at the foundation we've been... um, putting money towards and having a whole program of the research grants program to try and find reasons and answers for this disease because we ultimately need to find a cure because this affects so many older Australians. Um, it, you, you go somewhere and I, I, I'm constantly amazed. I'll say something, I'm CEO of the Macular Disease Foundation. So, oh, my grandma's got that. Oh, my grandpa's got that. Oh, gee. Yeah. And it's one in seven over 50 are affected in some way or show some evidence of the disease. But then as you progress up to those who've got blindness and vision loss, um, it really is a huge problem.
0: Our guest today is Julie Herity, the CEO of the Macular Disease Foundation, and it's Macular Degeneration Awareness Week this week. The message, I guess, Julie is always get a test do people who don't have any other need to go to an optometrist for instance like you don't need glasses should they go and get a test
1: absolutely absolutely because um, as I said you can have the early signs without knowing and once you've got a baseline once you've been and had that test and the optom says well look come back in two years everything looks fine doesn't seem to be any problems or they might say you know what, there's some very early signs there. You should be practicing the diet and lifestyle recommendations of the foundation and we can talk about that to slow down the progression. Or they might detect something and then they can deal with it and save sight. But it's most important to get a baseline. In all of the work that we've done in raising awareness, one of the things optometrists have said to me is that There were many cases when people came to see me as a result of our discussions, Graeme, and had that test, where something else was also discovered or was discovered. So, you know, this is a mandatory thing that should happen. You should have an eye test, um, 50 plus, and always make sure for the macula, That's that's our key one.
0: Mm -hmm. Some people are afraid of going and finding out just in case there is something. They think, oh, no, I'd rather not find out. But this is something, as you say, it can happen so quickly, creep up on you. It's really worth going and seeing an optometrist and just making sure everything's fine.
1: That's so true because I understand that concern. We've got so many pressures to go and have this test and that test. And, you know, it it is, It people become a little bit fatigued by the test situation. But I always say, if I I can't provide a magic carpet and fly you to the place where you would have vision loss and say, this is what it's like, and then bring you back. Because once you've lost the sight, it's not possible to get it back. So... You know, what's really important is to say to yourself, it's such a small part of my time to go and have that eye test and definitely, definitely sight can be saved today. And and you want to be able to have quality of life and independence. And even if it's just the very early signs, it may never develop into dry or wet macular degeneration. But what the foundation can provide you with Is a diet and nutrition and lifestyle sheet. So there are certain foods that you can eat that are excellent for your eye health. Your fish, your spinach, dark green leafy vegetables. They've got lutein in it, which is beautiful antioxidants for the back of the eye. So there's lots of things that you can do to really make sure that you 're reducing your risk with diet and lifestyle and graham i 've got to tell you that it includes um, exercise and keeping your weight down so i, <laughs> I don 't know whether that 's good news or bad news, but I know i 've got to do it, and we 've all got to do it, for so your your brain, your heart, your eyes. You know, everything is dependent on that.
0: Good nutrition at all stages of life is vital, isn't it, for your entire body. And we're hearing so often, this is what you should be doing for every condition, every chronic condition, everything that affects your life. You know, But people like to grab hold of something. You know, you'll hear, oh, green leafy vegetables are good for that. So they'll take that out and they'll, they'll think, oh, I'll eat lots of green leafy vegetables. And then that becomes too cumbersome or boring or something and they forget that that's just one of many things that was mentioned by the doctor or the healthcare professional it's the exercise it's the you know the whole approach to lifestyle it's so important
1: it's a balanced approach to, to life and and just taking care. And again, this gets back to this time thing, you know, preparing meals and taking your time for your exercise and going and having the eye test, um, never ignoring any changes in your vision. If there's one thing I want to say to people is never ignore any changes in your vision. Check with the AMSA grid and and please get a free information kit and your AMFA grid from the foundation. Um, my staff are here to help and um, discuss anything with people that concerns them with macular degeneration from nine to five, um, Monday to Friday. The other thing, just, um, Graham, I think it's really important for those that have lost vision. I want, I want to say something and, and to them because there are so many aids and technologies today to give you quality of life like in the 13 years I've worked in the foundation when I first came in they used to make these big reading machines and adapt them call them adaptive technology today iPhones and iPads and even simple things like a talking watch can so enhance and and make life so much better for you if you have vision loss we have got a uh, information on that, an AIDS and technology book. Um, We can talk to people about where to go and get a vision, low vision assessment and get the help. They may need some mobility training to get out there and keep engaging, walking, getting around, because it is very easy to shut down, to stay in the house, Um, not go out because you can't recognize people's faces, they think you're being rude. And and you go, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. I mean, that can be resolved by just getting a free badge from the foundation which says, I have low vision. Mm -hmm. And, And it's amazing how helpful people will be once they know. Yes, yes. Once
0: they know. Amazing. All right. Well, let's give this web address again so people can get in touch with you. And perhaps if people can't get to the computer, there could be a phone number you can give us as well. MDfoundation.com.au, as in au, And the telephone number? It's one 800 709 one
1: 800 709 and we'd love to talk to you
0: okay about any of the things we've discussed today and uh, that amsler grid if uh, people want to get one of those as well do you don't charge to send that out
1: we charge nothing everything we do is free and uh, we're supported by you know um, people who make donations a little bit of government funding and corporate and we believe that it's very important to get that information out so it's all free
0: good for you thanks julie
1: Thank
0: you. Julie Herity, the CEO of the Macular Disease Foundation and its Macular Degeneration Awareness Week this week. And those details are on our website, 2NURFM.com forward slash wellbeing. That's 2NURFM.com forward slash wellbeing. Or you can go to mdfoundation.com.au and that phone number once more, one 800 709 I'm Graeme Wilson. All of us at Wellbeing wish you well.